Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor. And then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. This is episode number 70, Catalyst for Truth. Before I get started today and before I introduce my guest, I just want to give out a big shout out to my buddy Shannon, aka Creative Light 16. She also owns Campfire Blend coffee. If you have not tried it, you should definitely go to the website campfireblend.com. There's multiple different products that you can try and they are fantastic. Um, She has a smoother than your dad's aftershave whiskey blend. This roast is hotter than your mom. An okay (laughs) boomer decaf coffee. So yes, if you drink decaf, you are a boomer. Sorry about that. A Stronger Than Your Uncle's Blowtorch Dark Roast, and a B-Town Coffee, or B-Town Rub Down Whiskey Coffee Meat Rub. She's always working on new blends. She's going to be coming out with some new ones um, for the holidays, so go check that out. Give her some love. Show her some support. You can find uh, the coffee company on Instagram at Campfire Blend Coffee. So, Anyway, today on the Catalyst for Truth show, we have my lovely, beautiful friend, Catalyst Jones from the White Rabbit podcast, obviously spelled very uniquely for people that do not know. So welcome, my dear, and tell them how they can find the White Rabbit. Hey, deplorable Janet. Thank you for having me on. It's a very honored to be here. Very honored to be here. Uh, the White Rabbit podcast is on Spotify as well as Podbean. And um, we are working on getting on Rockfin. And I will soon be uploading stuff to Rumble as well. And like she said, it is spelled very uniquely. It is K-A-T-I-L-L-I-S-T. <laughs> and uh, that is because I'm the illest cat in the building. I was, That's uh, true, you are. I was curious um, how you got Eddie Van Halen to do your podcast intro. That's awesome. <laughs> Eddie Van Halen, a.k.a. Bob's Lessons. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so tell them um, how White Rabbit is spelled, because I know that people will be searching for that. And there are plenty of White Rabbit podcasts out there. But they are definitely not the same. No, not the same at all. And uh, we uh, spell it with a 17 in it because I am a Q supporter. So the way you spell that is W-H-I or W-H-1-T-E. And then rabbit, only the T is replaced with a 7. That is very cool. 
And for people that don't know this dude, you have to go follow him. Check out his show. Check out his Instagram post. He is absolutely, literally on fire. And I love you so much. I actually Uh met you through... Uh, whiskey, beer, and conspiracies, little chats they do on their live shows. And I was like, this dude, like, he's my cup of tea. Uh, and I think I think we kind of hit it off. And I just, I adore, I adore you. So I beg everyone, go, go check him out. So there you go. I appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Um, I found you when you were on um, the last time of Whiskey, Beer, and Conspiracies, and I was listening to it, and I hit up uh, Big Country, and I was like, bro, you got to get me in touch with this girl. She's a fucking amazing. <laughs> You're like, who is this retard? <laughs> <laughs> She's my kind of retard. <laughs> That's right. Don't get offended, people. It's an inside joke, but it's a great one. <clears throat> so... <laughs> Uh, he just had me and Big Country on his show, and we had a fantastic show. So anybody that has not already listened, make sure you go check out that episode. A whole lot of fun because Big Country is just as silly as we are, and I love that. So tell the audience about you, my dear, and your journey. Like, How did you get to be the awesome person that you are? Um, well, I wouldn't say that I'm awesome, but thank you. I, uh, I have my downfalls just like everybody else, but, um, I would say that, uh, my journey began when I was, I don't even remember what grade I was in. I just remember sitting at home and I started crying one day, uh, maybe between kindergarten and second grade. And my mom was like, why are you crying? And I was like, I don't want to die. And she was like, you're not going to die. And I said, yes, everybody dies. And she said, well, you're not going to die today. And actually, there is a way that you can uh, beat death if you want to. If you become a Jehovah's Witness, then you will live forever. And I was like, oh, oh, awesome. (laughs) Right. So I was brainwashed from the beginning. Right. And uh, that was that was one of the very first conspiracies. Well, the first conspiracy that I opened my eyes to was religion. And, Mm -hmm. um, and so it, it made me start diving down a bunch of different holes. And then, you know, I got into my, um, college years and I was just partying and, uh, acting, uh, in porn to pay for my college. Awesome. (laughs) See, that's why I love you. (laughs) <laughs> doing doing all kinds of uh, just crazy wild stuff and uh, decided to get into music. And when I got into music, um, I was in this hip hop group around the time Obama was running for president. And one of the guys in the hip, I was the only white person in this hip hop group, by the way. So I was like very. <laughs> you were very, the token. I was. Uh, yeah, I was token only backwards. <laughs> <laughs> So um, the leader of this hip-hop group, his name was Truth, uh, God rest his soul, he's no longer with us. But um, he told me uh, about basically the New World Order and Obama is very bad. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bro? You're black. You should be juiced. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but uh, he opened up my eyes and then I watched the Zeitgeist and uh, it's been pretty much a wrap from there ever since then 
it's been um it's been a crazy journey going and fighting uh, people about flat earth and um the new world order and now i'm a q supporter so i'm getting all kinds of flack for that and i'm recently a born again christian so i'm getting flack for that as well of course cuz you know we're in that group now uh where christians are terrorists so so there's something interesting i want the audience to know about you and i did not know it until you told me tell them about your um journey down the comedic route and what happened oh. <laughs> um well i think that was probably just because of listening to uh, the joe rogan podcast and then that branched me off onto other comedians podcasts and i'm like you know what i can be a comedian so um so yeah i i I dipped my uh, feet in that pool for a minute. And I think that the story you're talking about is when I went to an open mic night here in uh, Sacramento Mm -hmm. and uh, I made a, I made a transgender joke, not realizing that there was a bunch of transgenders in the audience that night. And like, I, I, you never see transgenders. So like, what are the chances of them being in the comedy club that night? And um, the joke was something like, um, do you think Bruce Jenner's parents uh, regret telling him that they could, that he could be anything when he grows up? Is that, is that the story you're talking about? Well, tell him, tell him also about um, the party that they took you to with the, um, you know, like the manager. And then you had um, a special surprise waiting outside with flashing lights. Oh, 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 oh. So that actually wasn't a part of the comedy thing. That was a part of the music thing. And ah, so, um, so in my music journey, um, I actually, during the MySpace days, Tom, he was awesome. Uh, he didn't try Tom, to steal our uh, info or turn us into commies, man. Let's go back to MySpace. Right. But, um, I, I was gaining a lot of traction on MySpace, like hundreds of thousands of plays on songs. And I don't know if those were bots or if I was just really that popular, but it did bring attention to some, um, some record, uh, people, uh, Paul wall and, uh, Sony offered a development deal. Columbia offered a development deal. And I ended up signing, um, with a manager, um, with a reality movement was his company. And also got connected with a public relations lady. And um, they uh, slowly were trying to groom me into certain things that I wasn't really comfortable with. And um, it started out with the public relations lady, um, you know, seducing me quite often, which was awesome, by the way. But um, it never hurts to get seduced. Right. <laughs> But uh, then, then she started talking about. Um, well, this is this is gonna get you kicked off, girl. Like, <laughs> then she started talking about um, anal stuff, and um, and that wasn't really my cup of tea. But you know, I was I was young and down to try it. Whatever, whatever we're gonna do, let's let's give it a go. She was um, but, wanting you to ream her in the pooper. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, Exit it, it only. Kinda, it kind of morphed from there. Right. And so then 
they they were uh she asked me how I would feel about um doing her with another guy in the room or at the same time type of thing. And um, you know, porn paid for my freaking uh college. So I was like, Yeah, you yeah, know, whatever, let's go. And um but then it started to turn more homosexual and she was trying to get me to do things and then he was trying to get me to do things. Um I, I basically told her to just just go fuck herself. And, uh, the manager told him to go fuck himself. Um, we went to a meeting at a bar one night and, uh, it's, uh, dang it. I'm off of two hours of sleep, so I can't remember what the meeting was exactly about. But anyways, I was leaving this meeting and I refused to do what it was that they wanted me to do. And there were cops waiting outside for me and they got me pretty liquored up and I didn't even leave the parking lot. I got in my car, turned it on and started to back out and there was already lights behind me. So it was clearly a setup whether or not I was going to go along with what it was that they wanted me to go along with. I'm pretty sure that I would have gotten away from that night. Um, And uh, it's just crazy even in these little pools um, you would you would be surprised how much they have power on and, and even ties with police officers and just corrupt judges and all kinds of different stuff. Mm-hmm, definitely. And I think a lot of that too, um, which I've talked to my buddy NY Patriot about this, multiple occasions about um, like all these little secret societies and, you know, groups that people are in and they do have people at every level, whether it's police, judges, attorneys, uh, officers in jail, officers in prison, um, whatever it is, social services, doctors, et cetera, et cetera. They're all part of these organizations. And so they have their asses covered from the top to the bottom. Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen that movie with Paul Walker, uh, Skulls, I believe it was called? Mm-hmm. It was, it, and and it, it's crazy because I already knew about all this stuff. And then when I watched this movie, I'm like, yo, they're basically throwing out there what the skull and bones is. This is right. exactly what it is. This guy's trying to go to the cops and the cops are in on it. He, there was, There's literally nowhere you can go. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So what... Um- was that like your your defining moment where you're like, ah, oh, yeah, this this shit's not for me? Yeah, I stopped because I stopped making music. Well, I stopped making music and putting it out. I still make music to this day. I just keep it to myself and I make it for me. And uh, it, it's it's one of my releases and I enjoy doing it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people have been asking me to put out some of my songs that I've done recently because I go into Q and I go into uh, New World Order and The Great Deception and this vaccine and all kinds of stuff. But I, I, I just don't see the point in it because I make it for myself and it's kind of my release. And um, it it's like one of those things where a painter paints, but it's only just to get it off of his chest and then doesn't, you know, try to sell his painting. So mm-hmm. it's just something that I do for myself. Um I know I got off topic. What was the question? <laughs> no, no, you didn't. Um, that's why I asked you if that was like the the defining moment oh, the when defining you like moment. decided like I'm done. Not, like I'm not. Yeah, I'm not into that. You know, like I'm sorry. There, there are some sexual things that 
there is no price and you could not get me to do certain things like ever. Right. But that's like a whole nother like underbelly side of pretty much our entire world, not just in the music industry, but in Hollywood, in politics, you know, in literally every facet of life as we know it, they they put these things in, even initiations with secret societies. It's like, they don't want you to have any clothes on. Okay, why do I need to be naked for an initiation into society? Or why do I need to bang another guy in the butt to be in this group? Right. It doesn't, it's, uh, it's, it's showing your defiance towards God, I believe, because right. even, <clears throat> even, um, skull and bones, uh, if you are not even just skull and bones, if you become a 33rd degree Mason now, I don't know if this is true, but I've seen this in videos and documentaries that they actually ask you to spit on the Bible. And if you refuse, then, uh, you don't get to that 33 mark. Yeah. It's just crazy to me. And I think, um, so much of the debauchery that goes on these days, it's it's literally everywhere and it is so being shoved into the school system now, which is oh, Janet, terrifying. You know, it, it's it's so mess it's fucked up beyond recognition anymore because like the story that I was just sharing with you, it was like they were asking me to do homosexual things. Mm-hmm. And that is almost normalized now. So that's right. not a big deal and that's not anything they can really hold over your head. Now they want you now they want you to do things with children right. or, or uh sacrificial things, which sacrifices has always taken place in the industry whether it's Hollywood or um, the music industry and they always want to have something over your head but the satanic aspect of it is is just crazy prevalent these days it, it seems like uh, they're not even really trying to hide it anymore right and it's so true that you know like I've talked about this on on shows in the past where the Tavistock Institute, you know, and partnering with the World Health Organization made this curriculum for schools now. And now instead of uh, teaching male, female, biological genders and what comes along with that, now we're blurring the lines of uh, gender identity and normalizing which Tavistock has their own branch because Tavistock has their has a lot of different branches but there's one which just deals with transgenderism and so they got into deep shit because most of the people they were shoving through this and pushing into uh transitioning into uh having the surgeries done and whatnot were severely mentally handicapped people right you know like if if you were a kid and you went into the uh, principal's office or the nurse's office or whatever it is and you wanted to talk to somebody and and you were like hey I, i i just don't feel like my right hand uh is a part of my body i don't want anything to do with my right hand i need it cut off mm-hmm. they would be like uh we need to call your parents and we need to talk about this immediately Right. Right. But if a kid walks in there and he's like, I don't feel like my penis is a part of me. 
So I, I need to go through this trans transition. Then they're, they're warm welcoming and they don't, and they don't even include the parents at certain times. So it's like, um, where, how, where is that line drawn and how do they decide that they're going to draw that line? And I don't feel like it's only transgenderism. It's trans human, it's transhumanism because, um, it is a very satanic, uh, it, whether you believe in God or not, these people do, but right. they believe that Satan is their God and they are, they are definitely doing Satan's work. And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if you believe it or not because they do. So they are carrying it out. And transhumanism is very important to them because if you look at the statue of Baphomet where he's sitting there with the boobs, with the face of a, a, a ram or a cow and a manly, um, this is this is part of their their goal, right? And you have the right. two kids on each side of him looking up as if they're looking up to this is the way that we look up to. So, um and that and that's why we're seeing these Travis Scott um rituals. That's why we're seeing Lil Nas X uh, lap dancing the devil right now is because they're pushing that agenda forward so crazy. Mhm. And you know, it's so concerning to me. I mean, thank God our kids are older now and, you know, they're both in college, but like the curriculum that they want to want them to learn now. And, you know, it's not just about, like you said, the uh, transgenderism and stuff, but they're blurring the lines of uh, they're making everybody like um, androgynous. And now they're including in your sexual identity, all phobias and philias. And so pedophilia is part of that. And uh, a, adults attracted to minors is actually a new fucking code. It's not cool at all. Yeah, no. And, it, and it's like they're teaching these things in school to your kids Right. Through what is it? Sex education. There's like a there's a term for it now. It's TAM or something like that. Yes. It, yeah, uh, and I and I want to know, like, what effects are your kids suffering from the daily amounts of confusion and propaganda that they're pushing forward? And as a parent, why in the bejesus would you keep your child in school to learn this crap? Janet, it's because they are mentally fucked too, because they have been brainwashed from this media. They get home from work. Um, they don't dig into rabbit holes like you and I do because they just don't have time, right? We could talk to a normal person and they could seem perfectly logical, but yet they're out there advocating for the jab or anything like that because they come home and they just want to relax. So they turn on the television and what do they get? Brainwashing. But you know, the thing I don't understand, um, I was a single parent for a really, really long time. And I worked literally 12, 14 hours a day. And I would still come home. I'd still check her homework, still learn about what she was learning, still had time to make dinner, still had time to sit down and be like, okay, yeah. Uh, let's talk about what happened today or let's talk about what you're learning at school. I was constantly like up in her business. Right. 
I don't understand the parents that are just like, it's a, that they, it's almost like they've become so lazy in their own life that they're just irritated at the fact that they have to parent. No. Yeah. And that, that's true. And it's like, um, the babysitter went from television, which is bad enough feeding them propaganda to now, uh, tablets and cell phones. And these kids have, you know, what is at the tip of our hands with these cell phones, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? So it's like, and they don't, they don't hide this from our children. So you can type in something completely, completely, um, on accident and just end up on like the craziest porn site ever. Exactly. And and their, their way of blocking it is, are you 18? Click yes or no. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And if a child really wants to see porn, Hmm, which box are they going to check? Exactly. I wonder. And there's no other verification for parents that, do not realize that that he is not joking. That is literally it. You don't have to provide a birthday. You don't have to provide anything, nothing. And it's that simple. Nope. It's just a click of a yes or a no. And, and how many times as a kid were you told, um, don't eat that candy or don't eat that cookie or whatever it might've been. Don't, don't go outside. And you did it anyway. How hard do you think it is for that kid to click? Yes. Exactly. And I'm kind of, I'm just going to say I'm kind of the same way as an adult. If you tell me, no, I can't do something. I'm like, hold my bear, watch me. I think that's why we are both rabbit hole diggers. Honestly, I think because we we're like, no, no, fuck you. I'm not going along with this. Exactly. No, you can't. You can't do this. No, you can't do that. And I'm the type of person where I guess I've always been defiant, even though I grew up in Catholic school, Catholic church. Good Lord. Well, that's what started it. (laughs) Yeah, that's a whole nother thing on its own. But it's like, no, you can't think this way or no, you can't uh, behave this way or no, you can't question uh, bet me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's (laughs) definitely because when I went to school, I was literally taught by nuns. And so so you got spanked by rulers and everything. Oh, yeah. Maybe I got my knuckles bruised. I can't tell you how many times uh, by nuns. Yeah. Or my butt like bruised to the point where I could not sit down. Yeah, absolutely. But I love that because it made me who I am now. Yeah. No, absolutely. Not that I was loving the punishment. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> right, but it defined who you are, right? And to Do go not through, spank me. <laughs> right. To go man, my grandma, whenever my mom was working and I had to stay with my grandma, let me tell you, you did not want to piss that lady off. Right? Because her whole thing was go grab a switch off of the lemon tree. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't want to grab a big one because you're like, that's going to hurt. So you grab mm-hmm. the little one and man, that's like a whip. So it's like, I was going to say, you're mm, fucked that's either way. <laughs> do you want a big well or do you want a bunch of small ones? <laughs> man, I remember one time I got caught stealing and it was my cousin who asked me to steal something for him and I didn't want to do it. 
and he talked me into it and then he ratted me out <laughs> when his mom asked him where he got uh it, he wanted a a dangly skeleton earring it was during halloween and we were at rite aid and he talked me into stealing it and i came home from school and my mom was like where did you get this and was it was dangling and i was like that's not even mine <laughs> you know and then so i told her the whole story i came clean and she took me to rite aid and they scared the hell out of me they had cops there and everything and made me apologize and he was like well how do i know you're not ever going to do this again and i was like i swear to god i will never do it again i i i put it i'm I, if god can strike me down right now if i ever do it again and uh they let me go, but it was just a scare tactic. And I think that we need to do that with our kids now because they are so normalized oh, to yeah. being bad. It's it's like uh, the music. The music is, is basically telling everybody to cheat on their spouse or their boyfriend right. or girlfriend. 100% shoot uh, a cop. Do, do drugs. Right. Like when I was growing up, rap was about selling drugs. Nowadays, rap's about doing drugs and being the junkie. Right. And and what perfect uh, icons for our kids to look up to. Exactly. And it's funny because we were watching a, a little movie before uh, the show today. And it was one of those things where, you know, this criminal whatever, like, was beating the crap out of a cop and stuff and then he was like well maybe it's going to be another George Floyd moment and I'm like and how what the you know regardless of people's feelings on that my thought is when did we get to such a backwards upside down society where you literally praise for months and hold up people in high esteem that are absolutely shit human beings, dregs of society, drug user, uh, thief, you know, criminal conspirant in our society. And, and a we piece of shit it, parent as far as I'm yeah, concerned. And we elect statues and, you know, or erect statues and have all these big fancy funerals that are literally hundreds of thousands of dollars in multiple cities and all this other crap. And I'm like, instead of people who are actual heroes, you know, it, it's like, these are now our quote icons to look up to. Yeah. It's crazy because if you really wanted, uh, if you really wanted to promote the black community, you would go about it a different way, not showing that they're oppressed or, or trying to right. convince them that they're oppressed. And and you want to talk about heroes. How about Martin Luther King? You know what I mean? Right. Like how about how right. about Malcolm X? How about Rosa Parks? How about these people? Why don't we have statues of them? You're gonna put right. a crackhead uh that was a fucking thief and right. uh like you said, just a, a waste of fucking human air. Mm-hmm. And, and that's see, the and that's the people we want to look up to just because he was killed by a cop. Supposedly. Yeah. I don't even think I believe that story, to be honest with yeah, you. Yeah, no. And the thing for me is it doesn't matter if you're white, brown, black, purple, green. I don't care what color you are. If you're a shit human being, you're a shit human being. Just plain and simple, period. And there are a lot of shit people in this world. 
Um, but those are the people, you know, in it, it, getting statues erected or, you know, all the kids are supposed to worship these people in Hollywood or, or worship these musicians. I'm sorry. Well, adults I do love, it too. I love, I love music, but yeah, there is, I don't praise anybody like that. You know who I praise? I praise the people like you and the other people in this community that are not afraid to have a voice and not afraid to speak up and talk to people and teach people and help people learn and grow as human beings. Oh, That's who my that. heroes are. It's true, though. Well, I, I look up to you probably just as much as you look up to me then. I didn't know you looked up to me, but I definitely look up to you. Yeah, I love I love everybody in this community because, you know, they are teachers and they are caregivers because you're trying to do things to not only people <clears throat> have people grow mentally or spiritually, you know, but you're you're learning them, you're planting seeds to help them grow into the person that, you know, that they have the potential to become. No, absolutely. And uh, I think one of the sexiest things that has come out of this pandemic is the fact that we can see who has a backbone and who doesn't. Oh, agreed. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many people that um, I think they just really have lost their way. And and it's not um, it's not always their fault. Like I pick on the medical community all the time. I was part of the medical community. And I will tell you, um, when I first started, I, I believed absolutely everything that the books taught me and, and whatever. The and Rockefeller books? Yeah. It wasn't until, you know, I had been doing it for a few years. I was like, man, there is, there is something I'm missing. And you have to educate yourself. And when I started doing that and teaching patients, you know, here are some other things that you can do outside of medication or options other than medications right, that you can do to help yourself are, or treat yourself. Right. Yeah. Because those and, medications aren't going to the root problem. Right. They're, they're just, uh, they're, they're a band-aid, right? Yeah, it's a cover. It's a Band-Aid. And, you know, like we, I was listening to a show last night and and that was discussed a little bit and brought up where, you know, uh, some, some drugs are helpful. Uh, no, there's no drug that's helpful. There's absolutely not because all it is is a Band-Aid and a cover um, to mask or hide your symptoms it is not to help prevent or to treat the root cause ever, never. Right. A pharmaceutical drug. Right. Absolutely. They're, they're, I mean, well, you wouldn't call them drugs, but I mean, there's so many natural remedies for, for all these things. And what it really boils down to is what are you doing with your life? Are you getting enough sleep? Are you right. eating correctly? That is huge because most of us were taught in school about um, the the food pyramid, which yeah. the food pyramid is complete garbage. None the, of that stuff you should really be putting in your, in your body. Uh, the inverse once, food pyramid. Yeah. <laughs> once, once I, once I stopped eating manufactured food and I just went to straight meat 
and vegetables. That's mm-hmm. all I eat. Like it's, I definitely feel a difference in my body, my mm-hmm. energy levels. I don't get sick as often as I used to. Right. It's, um, it's the garbage that we're putting in our body is the main thing. And it's like, why would you take a pill so you can keep poisoning yourself? Now you're poisoning yourself even more just to cover the fact that you're poisoning yourself. Right. And that's so true. And, you know, um, I have talked about this so many times, but diet wise for people, there is no one size fits all. And some people like they feel better as strictly a vegan Good for you. There's some people that uh, are strictly carnivore. Right. Good for you. There is no one thing. But you know one what, answer. But you know what both of those have in common is no manufactured foods. Right. Right. And that's the thing. And you know, like I talked about this um, with the Grimerica podcast, where you know, like the, some people are built to, you know, in, in certain areas of the world, like, uh, they eat whale blubber, you know, and that, and that's part of their normal diet. It's very high in fat content, but, um, for their region that that's normal for them. But think about like the people that lived here a long time ago, they literally hunted and ate what they hunted and they did not waste any of that. Right. And it wasn't, you know, it wasn't refrigerated or packaged or processed. You literally dried your meat outside. Yeah. Lies and all. <laughs> and now people are like, oh my God, that's so gross. Like I could not ever do any of that stuff. Right. As they're stuffing their face with Doritos and Cheez-Its. And- exactly. So, uh, just no, no cool ranch Doritos because they smell like dirty feet. Yeah, <laughs> they do, well, don't they? <laughs> they do, like really seriously locker foot feet. Yeah, gross. So tell me, um, you're you're highly talented in everything that you do. So how did you get to? Um, Cause you do so many different things. You've done the comedy, you've done the music route. You are a sound engineer and, yeah. and you also design things for other people. How did you, uh, find your creative passion streak, I guess? Um, well, yeah, I am a, a graphic designer. That's my nine to five job. Um, how did I find my passion? I don't know if I've ever truly found it, honestly. Um, I get passionate about things and I want to be the best. So every time I get passionate about something, I obsess over it Mm -hmm. and I just want to be the best that I can be. Uh, And I want to be better than who the best is at the moment. Um, I also used to compete in um, snowboarding competitions. I was a semi-professional skateboarder for a while. It's um, It came, I think, the original passion was drawing. Mm-hmm. And that came from being in a house where I had an alcoholic, cokehead stepfather that was uh, very abusive to my mother. And to hide from that, I would go into my room and I would draw. Mm-hmm. And that 
took me to another world because when I was drawing, anything I can imagine in my head, I could put down on that piece of paper and make it reality. Right. And so anything in my life that I can find creativeness in, it's an escape from reality because to be perfectly honest with you, like I hate our reality. Our reality is ugly. It's garbage. And any way I can escape it, I, I cling to it. No, and I think that's that's so important for so many people because you said even even music does that. And that's what I tell people all the time is that you have to find um, your outlet and your um, place where you can uh, create or relax or, you know, take yourself out of the quote unquote matrix, you know, and just breathe and just be. You know, because so many people, I think, <clears throat> get caught up in the everyday and the what ifs and the, oh my God, and the panic and the fear and the, you know, constantly thinking about how you're going to pay this bill or that bill or what you're going to do or go into a new job and you're stressed or, or whatever the case may be, um, or even dealing with people every day. I'm sorry for the people that have to do that. Um, but I think it's important for everybody just to have that, that one thing where it, it relaxes them and calms them and basically brings them back to their own reality. Yes, definitely. You need to find a center in all of the unbalance. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I think that's so important. No, definitely. And I, and I have many outlets just because I obsess over things. So, but, um, most most of the time when you find a depressed person, it's because they don't have one of those outlets. Right. Or and or a lot of times people will say, Well, I can't because I'm not creative. Yes, absolutely you can. What what's something that interests you? Like I have a um a really good friend and a listener of the show, and he absolutely loves wildlife photography. And that's that's kind of his outlet. And so you just have to figure out like what, what interests you? What do you love the most? Some people love to read. Um, I can't do that and just sit down and read books all the time because, oh, I can't still sit still that long. <laughs> no, I, I've, I've uh, ad adapted, I've adapted to the, um, the books where I can listen to them. Yes. <laughs> that way yes, I can books. work on what it is I want to work on and I'm still, I'm still obtaining the information. Yeah. And see, that's so, um, like people think I'm so nerdy. I'm really into science. I'm absolutely science dork. Um, but I love watching like, uh, forensic shows and things like that and learning new you know, techniques and procedures that are out there that didn't exist before. Or you can find me sitting outside doing a crossword puzzle because, yes, um, it helps me keep my brain sharp. No, or writing a cookbook, you know, or, you know, writing down like stupid poems when they pop in my head or whatever. I don't know. There's like all kinds of things I do. I, I love music and I love podcasts. And so 
you know, like when I go for my walk every day or whatnot, I'll pop in podcast and then I'm constantly thinking like, what's the next thing I want to do or accomplish or work on? Yes, definitely. Me too. Um, yeah, because we got to find that thing that keeps us going and we got to keep yeah. uh, keep pushing towards bettering ourselves. And one thing that you had mentioned uh, just a minute ago is when people say that, oh, I'm not creative, I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fine. Maybe you can't do that one specific thing, but we're all creative in our own way, right? Because right. God Absolutely. created us in his image and God was very creative. I mean, he created us. He created everything that we can possibly think of. Right. If we can think of it, he's already done it. Right. Right. And he created us in his image. So every single one of us has something that we can be creative with. Right. And I I wholeheartedly believe that because every single human is individual and different. And each one has their own um, innate abilities to and you can accomplish literally anything and everything you put your mind to. Uh, so if you want to write a book, write a book. If you want to write poems, write poems. You know, if you want to paint or, you know, start building things, do it. Make memes. Absolutely do it. Go for it. You know, and it doesn't have to be for anything other than a therapeutic process for yourself. Right. You don't even have to show anybody. Like I was saying earlier, I make music a lot. I don't show anybody. I do it for myself. And when it's finished, I feel so good about it. Right. And you're just like, oh, that was amazing. And look, and you know what? It gives you the opportunity to also pat yourself on the back. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think you should do that. And I should, I think you should be like, you know what? Look at how amazing I am. That was impressive. Look at what a good job I did because a lot of people, um, I think, get buried in their day-to-day life and they're like, oh, I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not successful. I always fail at everything. Uh, take yourself out of that mindset and be like, look what I did today. Look at me go. Yeah, definitely. I think a lot of people are lacking that. Have have faith in yourself and have confidence in yourself and, and just be proud of you. I feel like a lot of people have been sucked into a hole with everything that's been going on in the last two years. Right. And and it, and it's hard to get into that um that ability to be able to be positive and to be progressive and mm-hmm. to be um creative. Right. Because it's it, it is definitely an ugly, ugly world that we've been living in in the last two years, and it as hard as it is to get out of bed, to to go and make yourself do something. Once you're out there and you're actually doing it, you feel so amazing while you're doing it. So right. it's one of those things that's like, I don't want to go to the gym. But once you get there, you're like, oh, I feel I, I'm so happy I went to the gym. Or I don't want to take a shower. But once you get in the shower, you're like, I live here now. <laughs> I live here now until at least until the hot water runs out. Right. <laughs> In that case, if you have a glass shower door and you're a female, you might want to get out before the hot water stops. But just saying. <laughs> well, if you're a male too, because shrinkage is real. <laughs> well, at least you can't cut the glass shower door, though. 
No. <laughs> well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, what else do you think is extremely important for people in this day and age to think about or to do? Well, I would say everything that we do right now is going to impact our children mm-hmm. and their future. And if we don't stand up right now against this tyranny that most people don't even realize is happening right in front of their face, and mm-hmm. we just lay down and take this, then our kids will be growing up in a communist society where they are going to the uh, bread lines. And right. I feel like we need to teach our children and we need to set a good example. So if you are doing nothing and if you're just following along with this agenda and you're watching the news and agreeing with everything that they're saying, you're going along with these books that are teaching our kids how to give fellatio to each other. Right. And these teaching anal sex to six year olds. Yeah. These are the things, these are the things that we need to put a halt to right now. So living in today, this day, right now, today, you need to go out there and you need to do something, whether Mm -hmm. it's shit posting on the internet, where it's creating a podcast Um, go out there and hold a sign on your day off or join a school board meeting or join a school board, get on the committee. Mm -hmm. These are the things that we can be doing. Talk to your neighbors. How do your neighbors feel about what's going on right now? Maybe you can build a community with the people that you live around. How often is it that you are, that you even associate with your neighbor in this day and age? That's one of the most important things is we need to find humanity within each other. As much as they are trying to divide us right now, we need to come together. And I think that's the most important thing that we can do. And I, I agree with that. And, you know, like me, I am all about helping other people for whatever the reason is. Um, You know, like I, I talked about my friend Shannon at the beginning of the show and her coffee company. I don't get paid for that and I don't want paid for it. I told her, I'm like, it's a great product and I'm going to put it out there because you're my friend and because I'm going to help you. And now I'm going to check it out because you mentioned that. And it's, it's good. She brought some to our trip in Denver. So I don't drink coffee, but I did hear everybody else talking about it. Plus, she was nice enough to give me some to bring home to my husband because he's a coffee drinker. So That's yes, awesome. he quite enjoyed it. Hey, Janet, it. can I play host for a, a second? Yes. How was the trip in Denver? I want to hear all about it. Oh, dude, I have never laugh cried so much in my life. I I swear to God, like I felt like I had been working out uh, strenuously for months because my gut muscles were so sore from all oh, of the laughing. That's great. I'm sure people yeah. listening are like, what, what is he talking about? What was Denver? Oh my God. We had a podcaster meet up in Denver and uh, legit bat went Patriot party podcast went. I went, my friend Shannon went, um, sadly enough, one of the podcasters that went his, uh, soon to be fiance got 
got sick the day that they got there and had to turn around and go home. But there were so many people there. And um, we got together the second night we were there and because we were staying in two different houses. And we had a big dinner, so we cooked for the other house. They came over, and we played Cards Against Humanity. That is and such I tell a fun you what, game. I tell you what, it was so hysterical. I was laughing so hard. I laughed my waterproof makeup off of my face. <laughs> and it was, it was just the best time. Now, I will tell you... Um, I did not see any creepy stuff in the airport because uh, the whole airport fiasco was a, a nightmare. Um, the only I believe thing they I saw took was, all those paintings down a few years ago. Yeah, the only thing I saw was the creepy stallion statue outside with the glowing red eyeballs. Yeah, that was pretty creepy. But um, the energy there is very dark and very uh, like the whole city. Um, not like, just the airport. Oh no. Like everybody in our, that stayed in our house was like, yeah, like it's so just blah here. So it was a good thing that we were all like, oh my God, karaoke, laughing, telling jokes, just being absolutely silly. Like we are on a regular basis just to be able to like be together in one place and do that. Um, made like the whole place brighten up yeah so oh, man i'm it, jealous it was, i wish i would have gone such a blast we're already uh planning for next year yes i definitely want, want to be a part of that yeah we would love to stay uh like in a big cabin so all of us can be together this time um so yeah it's a lot of fun but i i definitely want to do that on a regular basis because Everybody in this community is a hoot. Um, actually, there were some fans there, and so uh, they were pretty cool too. So yeah, we had fun. Nice. Yeah, James from We the People. He's out in Texas right now, and he's out there with uh, uh, some Patriot podcasters. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's with a uh, Sheep No More and uh, Reverse Mockingbirds, mm-hmm. and uh, Natalie Denise is out there, and they've they were going to these Patriot things and he's got shirts uh, standing next to Mike, Mike Lindell and Michael Flynn, where he's mm-hmm. wearing the yeah. GTA design that I made that has Mike Flynn and, and, I saw and that. Mike Lindell on it. And I'm like, yes, they saw my design. That's so dope. Exactly. Kudos on that one. Yeah. I was digging that picture. I saw him post that and I was like, Oh yes, I know who made that. I love it. <laughs> yes. But that's what, you know, that's what this community is all about is like supporting each other and lifting each other up. And that's me. Like I'm the, I'm the, like the mommy uh, kind of, <laughs> of the group. I'm going to even say grandma of the group. But, you know, that's like my thing is like helping everybody else, whether it's to start a show or, you know, think of a different direction for marketing or, uh, to find guests for their show or whatever. I love doing that stuff. I love helping other people. I, and I, it's just, I don't know. I think it's great because everybody in the community is the same way. I feel the same. I feel like we all want to uplift each other. It's like every yeah. time one of us puts out an episode, we're we're posting it. We're trying to right. 
get people moving towards each other. And uh, we all may not agree on everything, but we all have the same common goal. And this, this camaraderie that we have is just, it, it, for people that speak out the way that you and I speak out, a lot of times you can feel really alone, you know, whether it's family, friends you lose or whatnot. And when you find this community that we've all been uh, brought into and just welcomed into, and we're welcoming others as well, it it makes you feel like you're not alone again. And it's, it's a really, really great feeling to know that we're not in this fight alone. Yeah, and it is. And I think there's so many, um, even listeners out there, uh, podcasters too, but listeners that, that get that way and they feel like they're alone on an island and, you know, no one cares, no one's listening, no one feels the same way. That is so not true. That is literally what we are all about. And even if we have differences of opinion on anything, we still love and respect each other and would never, ever like, well, you're a total piece of garbage human because you don't agree with me. You know what I mean? No, no nobody is like that. And, and it's fine to have different opinions because imagine what the world would be like if we all thought identical and acted identical and did the same stuff. Yep. You know, Sean Chris from Kill the Mockingbirds thinks that the whole Q movement is retarded and a psyop. Mm-hmm. And he's one of my best friends. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Right. And and I wear Q hats almost every day. So, you know, and I and I'm still looking at all the drops and and trying to figure out these deltas because that's that's what I'm about right now, and I feel like right. there is there is validity in it, and he doesn't feel that there is any validity in it, but yet we can still come to common ground and be like, yo, we still want the same thing for everybody. Yeah, and that's the thing is um, approaching the world in which we live through uh, radiating love and positivity, and, and you don't have to, I mean... It's not like you have to go up and strike up a conversation with a stranger. Just smile at somebody. Wave at somebody. And you can't smile at somebody if you're wearing a mask, by the way. That's correct. That's correct. Now, you could have the flirty eyebrows with somebody if you're wearing a mask, but then they might get the wrong idea. Yeah. No, I don't How think you I've, doing? I don't think I've I've perfected the flirty eyebrows thing. So <laughs> I haven't worn a mask, but if I was to wear a mask and try to do flirty eyebrows, people would be like, "Oh my god, he's trying to rob us." <laughs> <laughs> Who hey, is this crazy white I, person? We're going to zoom later and we'll work on the flirty eyebrows. <laughs> um but you you were talking about uh, listeners, and I do want to say that anybody that listens to my show or listens to Janet's show, like I am available. So if you are yep. feeling like you are alone, please do not hesitate. Send me a message. I might mm-hmm. not get back to you right away, but I try to get back to everybody. I will definitely talk to you. Right. So please do not feel like you are alone. Yeah, and I'm the same way. And people, you know, I think at first – a lot of people were um, felt intimidated by me, but I am literally the goofiest person on the face of the planet. And uh, <laughs> I am very, very much approachable. 
And I literally answer everyone unless you say something super duper creepy, then I probably won't respond. Yeah, don't um, send yeah, any I, pictures of unwanted images. <laughs> I've had plenty of those. I don't need any more. No, I, I get, get them too. And I'm like, why yeah. are you sending me this? Do you think you're that like, I'm homo? <laughs> like, what, what is like, going on here? He was thinking about the flirty eyebrows. <laughs> I knew I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody in this community is very approachable. And so people should always be able to reach out. And for me, if you want to come on the show, if you have a story to tell me, if you have, uh, you know, funny things you want to share, if you have a medical issue you want to talk about if you want to talk about literally anything hit me up because i love that and i love everyday people i'm not a star chaser i don't like that i like talking to everyday human beings likewise likewise yeah. and I, and if you have a great idea or you dove down a rabbit hole that you have some sort of information on that you want to get out, definitely hit me up as well, because I would love to have you on the show. If you want to, if you want to talk crazy, I talk crazy. <laughs> That's why we like each other. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my dear, um, where can people find you at and what message do you want to relay? Well, I would say follow me on Instagram because uh, my Instagram posts more information than my podcast does. But uh, it is uh, White Rabbit, which I spelled out earlier is W-H-1-T-E and then Rabbit. But with uh, the T is actually replaced with a seven. And um, you can listen to my podcasts on Spotify and Podbeam, those bastards at Apple took me down and those bastards at YouTube took me down. Mm, shock and all. But, um, <clears throat> you know, that just means that I'm uh, speaking the truth. So it's a badge of honor. Every time I get taken down somewhere, I'm like, yes, let's see how much how much harder I can go. Exactly. <laughs> so, um yeah, just hit me up. I, I and I'm I'm friendly with everybody, so you know, don't be afraid to approach me or uh, send me a message if you want to talk anything. I'm I'm always here. I think that's fantastic, and I just want to say thank you so much for coming on because I just adore you. Um, it's it's great when you meet um, like minded and like personality people. Um, I think when you meet people like that, it is not a coincidence that was meant to happen. So I appreciate you being here and spending time with me today. And for all of the listeners, please like, subscribe, download, share, comment on mine and Catalyst Show, White Rabbit. It is well worth the listen if you haven't. Um, so make sure you do that and stay strong, stay positive, radiate good energy out into the universe and things will come back to you. So Amen. for me, let's go Brandon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Somebody wipe my butt. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
Um, so for me and for Catalyst, love you so much. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you next time. So have a good one.